This is reposted. Every morning, Larry and I dig into a quote or idea that has caught our eye. Our hope is that our chat inspires you to never stop thinking and possibly challenges you in a new way. If you'd like to help support the show, please visit patreon.com slash reposted. Thank you for stopping by. All right, Mr. Keller, for most of modern life, scientists, people in the know, believe that dinosaurs sort of just evolved their way off the planet. It was only in 1980 that a giant meteor theory appeared. It's now widely expected that a giant meteor wiped dino off the earth. They found where that meteor hit. It's in Mexico. It left a ring 120 miles long and 30 miles deep. It's kind of in theory. Sorry, dinos, your bones are fun to look at, but peace. But what would a real meteor look like smashing into a planet? In 1984, scientists got to watch Comet Shoemaker-Levy 9 slam into Jupiter. They watched it in real time. It broke off just a tiny piece the size of a small mountain hit Jupiter. It struck with the force of 6 million megatons, 75 times more than all of the world's nuclear bombs combined and left a mark the size of Earth on Jupiter. The universe is a crazy place. Which brings us to our quote today. Life is infinitely complex and ultimately simple at the same time. As Shoemaker Levy 9 was slamming into Jupiter in 1994, I was slamming beers in the Lambda Chi frat house without a care in the world. There are crazy meteors flying all over the world all of the time, slamming into planets. Yet here I sit drinking my Corona. It's a wild, wide universe mr keller okay um (laughs) yeah i didn't know that's where you're going with that i mean (laughs) life is infinitely complex and ultimately simple at the same time i think a lot of that is based on just um we take things for granted and then move forward with them like oxygen and being able to process oxygen breathing oxygen is a very complex chemical reaction process but once I don't have to think about it. So I don't think about it. But if I wasn't breathing right now, I would think about it. And so like you have these building blocks of things that add up and it makes life seem simple, but nothing really is simply happening. Has anybody ever told you like the genealogy of how your family came into being like your mom met this person or your grandpa met such and such, or you think if you go back in your genealogy, be like, if that one person didn't meet that turn around that one corner in 1956, I wouldn't be here. Do you ever have like, wow, how did it all happen? Yeah. I mean, I've thought about that. It's kind of like the butterfly effect. Like if you go back in time Mm. and you pick a flower or something, you end up being born in communist China versus being born wherever you were born. So yeah, I mean, it's just, it's, it's also life is complex. It kind of makes me think of those competitions that they do in like engineering school or in high school where you build a bridge out of like toothpicks and see how much weight <laughs> it can hold. And like all of a sudden these, or, or popsicle sticks, all of a sudden it can hold 50 pounds or whatever. But if you take one, one little uh, stick out, the structural integrity is gone. So like life can be complex. I'm worried about paying my mortgage. I'm worried about paying taxes. I'm worried about whatever I can step on the street and not pay attention, get clipped by a car 
that's very simple, my life is over, right? So it's, it's all these complex things, but if you want to boil it down, it comes down to something simple. I once again think it comes down to how do you use that? Like, how do we use the idea that there's a comet slamming into Jupiter and I'm just a simple person here trying to make uh, my mortgage every, and, and so my sort of theory that I've kind of come up with after I heard this quote is that when life is going simple, that's when you need to think about the complex things as in the meaning of life. But when your life is really hard, that's when you need to just focus literally on your breathing. So there's like an ebb and flow of the complex and the simple of life. And it's how you move through things. Cause I don't think you should go through life and never think of the complexities of everything. But I also think there are times to just focus on your breathing. So it's how you kind of ebb and flow with the universe with those dueling opinions. Yeah, I think we've talked about some version of this before is like if you think about your mortality, I think we were talking about death. If you think about your mortality all day, you're going to be depressed all the time. I think you need to set time, clock it and be like, all right, I need to move on. And kind of like there's ebbs and flows throughout your day on what you have mental capacity for. And if you're trying to maybe change a diaper, you don't have the mental capacity or, I mean, that's a weird example. If you're, if you're doing something more technical, if you're trying to drive through traffic or if you're trying to do something that requires dexterity, you can't be wondering about what's happening outside of Earth, um, even though it is an interesting thing to give you perspective on t- your place in the universe. Yeah, because I would argue the main problem with human being society today is that nobody spends any time thinking about the complexities of the universe. We just get into our stuff by the way, I understand if you're changing diapers in the middle of the night and you can't think about anything, I've been there, so I'm down with that. But I feel like we all eventually come to a place where we can watch a bad Netflix show or spend two seconds thinking about how giant the universe is in the random spot that we found ourselves in. Do you think if everybody took five minutes in the next 30 days to think about the universe, would we be a better society or do you think it would, would make a difference either, either way? If that happened we would be in a dramatically different place throughout the world, the United States, everywhere. Absolutely. I think nobody spends any time about on that. I mean, do you th- I think it's, that would give the effect of people would be less selfish and less in their own world. I'm curious what you, what your take on what that exercise does. Well, you know, we, we talk, I feel like every few months or so we have a John Muir quote and we talk about nature going in and resetting who you are where you are nature just has this way of saying like okay reboot get going feel like that sometimes just pondering the universe can also reset who you are and because listen you know the the Capitol Hill protests or whatever went on you know those people became so enraged with emotions of how they felt like, don't you think if they would have just all those people there, by the way, I'm just pointing, they're, they're not all bad people, but if they just took five minutes to just take a deep breath, there might've been a different outcome, maybe? Yeah, I mean, this is completely off the topic, but I, I think that's, uh, have you ever experienced mob mentality before? I of did, course. I went to Boys State, which is this thing in Texas where you do a mock government and they get everyone from all over the state to meet in Austin. And I saw that in full effect that people very rational thinking people if if everyone to the left and right of them starts doing it they just go into or in colorado there would be riots every year when i was in school the mob mentality is a strong thing so that's a little bit off topic but yeah taking a deep breath and that's is can help no i think 
I think the mom mentality is a great example. I have been there and I felt ashamed because I was part of a mob mentality type thing. And I wish that I had this idea of taking a deep breath and thinking about something else other than the thing that whipped me into a frenzy. Yeah, I guess bringing it full circle, life is ultimately simple in that we have our primal Serengeti, as you would say, um, reaction to my tribe around me is doing this. I got to do it too. Even if you academically know it's not the right thing to do, you, it's easy to get swept up in the chaos. That's it why is. you rush the field when the Buffaloes kick a last second field goal to win. You, I mean, I feel like you got to. I've been, I rushed the field in a football game. I got swept up. I had to do it. it was the right thing, by the way. It was the right thing. It was Colin Kaepernick's last game at the University of Nevada. I had to do it. Wow. Well, if you want to rush the field after a Packers game, please reach out to Aaron Rodgers' fiance. You can find her on Twitter at Reposted Podcast. I'm Andrew Keller for Low Two Sign saying thanks for stopping by.